0: Welcome to the Drinking with Gin podcast. I'm your host, Ginny Preem. I'm that friend that you can chat with about anything. Relationships, career, travel, fashion, with zero judgment. This is a space where we will navigate struggles and celebrate triumphs and share some laughs along the way. This is your new favorite community that you didn't even know you needed in your life. I'm a speaker, author, and master certified professional coach. I call you, my friends, GEMS, because this is where we can all shine our brightest. And now that you're in the circle, you and all of the other GEMS can tune in for relatable, real talk. Hello and welcome to Drinking With Gin. I am so glad that you're here and if this is your first time, welcome. I just want to say thank you. I can't believe that we're on episode 18 already and the number of listeners that have been reaching out and commenting and messaging me about sharing their stories or sending me in thoughts or how a certain episode might have impacted them or helped them. And that just means so much. So I just wanted to start out today expressing my gratitude um, for the fact that you're here. So thank you. I am loving connecting with you. And I love that you're here. And I love being here. So let's dig into today's episode, what we're going to chat about. Um, I have been getting a lot of messages, like I said, from listeners and that's what I want to start with today. Of course, right after we start with what are you drinking? Uh, Today, I am drinking a dirty chai tea latte. It is so cold here today. And it just sounded good. And I needed a little pick me up. So I added that little shot of espresso. So if you don't know what that is, it's a uh, chai tea latte, and then you add a shot of espresso. So I hope that whatever you're drinking, it's either warming you up or cooling you down or just fitting the moment today as you listen along. So like I said, today I want to kick off with a story from a listener that reached out to me. And this was someone who I've never met, but we have a mutual connection. And they had listened to a few episodes and, and reached out and the episode that particularly struck them was episode 13 on what did we call it the wheelbox of narcissism that's because i was making fun of myself because i couldn't gather my words and apparently that happens to me often and i will be the first one to make fun of myself i actually had a listener reach out that was teasing me a little bit about one of my pronunciations that i'll tell you about a little bit later but What really struck them is they said, you know, I think that we have a baboon, or, you know, a toxic person with a toxic personality in common. And I said, oh, really, what was it that made you, um, you know, was there anything in particular that stood out? I always get really curious. I love to ask questions. And I'm just gonna read this to you because I thought this was fascinating. And so this was the person's response. And they said, the comments about how she tells you very quickly she's your best friend and how she deflects when you challenge her and how she can't be happy for your good things. Also, she wanted me isolated so that I was dependent on her. Also, the fact that I felt I had to choose my words so carefully. I responded to that and I said, is that all? And I mean, I said that jokingly, but that is so many things like so many of those tactics that we learned about in episode 13. But it's that old saying, sometimes you just can't see it when you're in it. And when you step away from it, and you move down that path of removing those types of toxic behaviors from your life, it does seem a little bit absurd when you actually sit back and look at that laundry list of behaviors that felt really icky. And so I'm just really proud of her. You know, she said that she was really glad to be free of it now. And so I'm really happy for her. And obviously that resonated. So hopefully there's something in that one that resonated for you. Today, we are going to talk about gray rocking. And I planned on doing this episode a while ago, because this was a newer term to me. So it kind of comes on the heels and follows a similar flow to some of the topics we've been talking about, but in a little bit of a different way. And I was really relieved when earlier this week, I was recording as the guest on a podcast. And we talked about gaslighting, narcissism, gray rocking, I brought that up. And the podcast host said, Oh my gosh, I've never heard of gray rocking. I know gaslighting, I know narcissism. And I thought, Oh, that's even better. That's perfect, that we are going to switch it up. Because like we talked about in episode 15, gaslighting is the Merriam Webster word of the year for 2022. So clearly, a lot of people are familiar with it, they know about it, they're researching it, they've heard of it. But insane, maybe with narcissism. But again, these are words that get kind of thrown around flippantly. So that's why I did a deep dive on them. What I love about gray rocking is it's a little bit newer terminology, not as many people have heard about it. So if this is the first time you're hearing about it, great, I hope you find some great information in it, something that's helpful or usable or that might be able to help somebody else that you know. And if you're already familiar with it, maybe there will be some different spins on it. So like always, I'm going to reference some credible resources and today I'll be referencing two different articles. They had a lot of similar content, so I'm not going to refer to each one of them individually as I talk about the different topics, but what I will do is link them. And so the first one is from Psych Central, which I've referenced them before, and the other one is from Medical News Today. Now, both of these articles have been medically reviewed. And so I will tag, um, if I can find the psychologists that medically reviewed them, I will tag them um, so that you can maybe take a look at some of their stuff on social media as well. So let's start with what is gray rocking? Gray rocking is a tactic that can be used in relationships that are toxic, abusive, manipulative, it's often used with people that individuals believe to have narcissistic personality disorder. And what it involves is basically becoming as uninteresting as possible. (laughs) You become disengaged, as disengaged as possible so that the abuser, as we call them here at Drinking With Gin, the baboon becomes uninterested. And the reason why this tactic is used is because generally abusers, particularly those that do have those narcissistic tendencies, they're looking to get a reaction, they're looking to get a rise out of you, they get enjoyment out of it. And so if you stop reacting, and we'll talk about some of the specifics that go into gray rocking, and both of these articles reference that there's not a lot of research or clinical data that supports that this works. And you know, the fact that there's more information coming out about it, uh, a lot of people do claim that this works. And I actually have a couple of different examples, I'll give at least one example here today, of how I used gray rocking, I didn't even really know it at the time, but it worked and so i would love to hear if you once we kind of get through and talk through some of these tactics if you've had experiences with using gray rocking if it worked if it didn't work how the abuser the baboon responded and i'll give some ways that they explain that these abusers can respond so we'll talk about some of the pitfalls we'll talk about how it might work and what you might expect from the abuser in response to using this method and when it's appropriate to use it and maybe when you might wanna seek some alternative approaches. So when we get into the details, one of the things that is utilized, one of the techniques in gray rocking is giving short, one word, it could be a short answer, it could be a one word answer, a very straightforward answer to questions. And then that way, it just keeps that engagement and that conversation, that dialogue limited. So you're just giving quick, shorter, straightforward, even maybe sometimes one word answers. One of the other big tactics that's used is hiding emotion. And that can be really tough, especially if it is a close relationship, maybe a family member or a romantic partner or a, like a best friend, you know, someone that's a really close friend it could be tough to hide that emotion or, you know, because it might be a really triggering relationship to kind of pull that back and hold back on that could be really difficult, but that's one of the techniques that's used. And the idea behind these techniques and these tactics is to cut off the supply so that you're cutting off that supply for the narcissist and they begin to lose interest. Now, They make it very clear in these articles that this is very different than social withdrawal. So withdrawing and using the gray rocking technique in an abusive relationship is different than becoming socially withdrawn and isolated because you're not talking about the abuse that you're experiencing. And this isolation can lead to shame by not talking about it. Like I talk about in my keynote, that shame and, you know, holding on to our stories can feel really isolating. And I, look, I'm not suggesting that you, forced gump it and sit down on a park bench or a bus bench and share your whole life story, nor am I suggesting that sharing your story publicly or so publicly like I did with mine in my book is the right approach for everybody. But sometimes, even just the acknowledgement of what's going on is a great first step. So, again, different from social withdrawal and withdrawing from your friends because you feel isolated or shame or stigma, it's important to actually keep those connections as they outline here. This is specific to the relationship that you have with the abuser and the person that's being toxic and manipulative or maybe has those narcissistic personality traits. Now, when people decide to use this gray rock technique, it's usually because they have experienced one of or more than one of any of the following feelings or experiences from an abuser. And so these include, but are certainly not limited to intentional humiliation in front of others. Oh, I've definitely felt that one before. Um, Calling names, deliberately making you feel worthless or even unsafe. Experiencing controlling behavior when the abuser tries to control you and your behavior. Um, isolating again this circles back to not isolating this is when the abuser is trying to isolate you from your loved ones and your friends and your family not you isolating yourself so feeling like they're trying to isolate you and that goes back to that message that I received from that listener that said they felt this friend you know was trying to isolate them so that they could have control of her And then finally, it references that people might decide to use gray rocking if they're being gaslit. And again, if you want to hear more about gaslighting, I do a deep dive on it in episode 15, and um, that's one of the other times when someone might decide to use gray rocking in response to gaslighting, experiencing gaslighting. So when you do utilize the gray rocking technique, it's important to understand how the abuser might respond and what they might feel and so going in with anticipation of that is really helpful and they might so the abuser when you start gray rocking them might start to feel confused because this is a new different approach they might start to feel frustrated they might start to feel bored They might even feel angry. And any one of these things is good to anticipate that they might start to feel this way. But we'll dig in in a second into how might they respond? What might that look like when you start gray rocking? So this is talking about how they might feel, but what might their behavior look like when you start gray rocking them? One thing that was highlighted that they said is very important is to not tell them that you're using this method, right? It's just these steps that you take quietly to start to try to shift the relationship and the behavior. And again, this is a technique that they say is not to be used long term. And it may be difficult to use in the closer relationships that you have, especially if you live with someone. So if you live with a family member, or you live with a romantic partner, this method of gray rocking might be more difficult, it should be used as a temporary method. Um, They even talk about using it as you are trying to exit and end a particular relationship. And this might just be the thing that does the trick. Now, what happens in terms of behavior when you start using gray rocking with an abuser? They may actually start to become warm and affectionate. They might start love bombing you. And they do this to try to pull you back in and pull you closer so that they can repeat those same abusive, toxic behaviors. And so that's one thing to really watch out for. It's generally not because we learned in episode 13. In the wheelbox of narcissism, that narcissists don't change. So, the gray rocking is not really an attempt to change the behavior of the narcissist, it's to change the dynamic of the relationship so that you can better navigate it. Now, when we talk about, again, this being maybe a better technique for friends or family members that you don't live with or even with coworkers. So they also say this is a technique that you can use in a co-working environment if you're experiencing this type of abuse. Another behavior that you might see or experience when you start using gray rocking, in addition to them kind of coming back and love bombing you, is they might, so especially if you st- like start responding less to them and you call them less frequently, you respond to texts less frequently. I've seen this happen um They create a crisis. So they create a crisis so that you become their supply again. And because you are a healthy person and care and have normal emotions, you would drop things for people that you love and care about. And so that's a great way. And they actually refer to it as hoovering, which I'm not going to go into that today. But when they create that crisis to try to kind of pull you back in, that's another kind of red flag or something to watch out for when you might be using the gray rocking technique with an abusive relationship. Now, like I said, we're gonna talk about some of the risks. So some of the risks are escalation. It might intensify. So if you have someone, I actually, I know we talked about my friend Becky the last couple of episodes. So I'm just gonna reference her again really quickly. That same friend, you know, that we talked about the breaking the boundaries. Sometimes when you start to shift the dynamic of the relationship, and this happened for Becky, I think she told me one time she had 20 phone calls in 24 hours in one day from this person and so you might see an escalation if you start pulling back they might start intensifying some of that behavior breaking some of those boundaries they might start calling you more texting you more or again they might create a crisis now one of the things in the article that they do in both articles that they talk about is we're talking with gray rocking specifically and as we talk about abuse and toxic behavior or manipulative behavior this is referring to emotional abuse not physical and so if you are experiencing physical abuse i will put a domestic violence hotline in here i just want to make sure that we're clear on that we're talking about two separate things and they do outline that in the articles as well. And so I just want to make sure that I'm drawing a clear boundary and a clear line there. So if you're experiencing any sort of physical harm or domestic violence, seek help immediately. And I will put a link to a domestic hotline, um, line in the show notes. Another risk, and this is actually for the healthy person, the person that's trying, that's actually experiencing the abuse. One of the biggest risks is gray rocking is really fatiguing you know, when you think about constantly trying to have to hide your emotion and not being able to function like a normal healthy relationship, that's exhausting, it can be frustrating, it can be tiring, it can be draining mentally, emotionally. And so again, if you start to experience any mental health issues, certainly reach out to a Professional right away, and and seek that help that you need. So if you are getting to that point in any relationship of emotional abuse too, you should certainly seek help. Now again, they said that this is a temporary technique. This isn't for long term. This is either to buy some time until you can exit the relationship, um, but it's not to be used long term. But if you think about it, like I said, I've unknowingly used gray rocking and it's worked for me. Because if you think about it, when we refer to baboons, I was actually talking to a listener um, about doing this episode in gray rocking, and we kind of chuckled, we're like, Oh, my gosh, yeah, if you, you know, start to really bore the baboon, think about how quickly they're just going to go back to, you know, slinging their poo at one another, because they need to find something else that's going to be more engaging, or, you know, go on to the next person that's going to be their supply. And so we just kind of, you know, giggled about that. But In all seriousness, additional techniques to use within gray rocking are, and I know we talked about some of these already, but using those short noncommittal answers, and having short interactions. So, you know, if you typically have a longer interaction, um, you know, I was talking with somebody earlier this week where they've kind of changed the framework of how they spend time with their own mom. They're like, I can't go to her house anymore because I'm there for four or five hours. Now I meet her out for lunch and it's 45 minutes to an hour. And so if you can shorten those interactions in the time frame, the amount of time that you're spending with them, that could be helpful avoid arguing and they say avoid arguing at all costs no matter if you disagree with them just don't get into an argument because that is going to give a reaction and a rise and they are going to enjoy that and feed off of it and so avoiding arguing is another technique stop sharing personal information so i told you that i would share a personal story and you know I, like I said, unknowingly used gray rocking with a friend relationship. And one of the things that I did was I stopped sharing personal information, things that were going on in my life. And in fact, the last time I saw this person, I was getting ready to leave for a European vacation, and I didn't tell them. And that was intentional. I mean, it never came up, and it wasn't like I needed to report everything that I was doing to this person. But when they found out that I was in Europe, and I hadn't told them, they repeatedly told another friend that they just couldn't believe couldn't believe that I didn't tell them that I was going on this vacation. And the repercussion of that or the, you know, behavior and response was they were super passive aggressive, and they started calling me when it was the middle of the night there. And, you know, luckily my phone was on do not disturb and it didn't affect me at all. But that was a very clear sign and a clear indicator for me that the gray rocking was working or that, you know, it was kind of shifting the behavior and the dynamic of the relationship. So again, stopping sharing personal information with them is a great way to kind of protect yourself. And it's a, it's a technique or a tactic that's used within gray rocking again, highlighting, showing no emotion minimizing contact as much as you possibly can. And even when you are having interactions, or if you do have to have contact, avoiding eye contact, and making that because that can create an emotional connection too. just having that eye contact with them. So these are all recommendations, or I shouldn't say recommendations, these are all techniques that they talk about in using the gray rocking method. So they do also give some other options that you can use either along with gray rocking or if the gray rocking isn't working so if the gray rocking isn't working or you're using it and you need some additional things to use first and foremost of course because these are you know medically reviewed articles by psychologists they do recommend seeking professional help if you need some additional tools or techniques or some additional help They talk about using positive self-talk i like to call those the positive intentions right so from the gin path using your intentions and you know positive self-talk to remind you that this isn't about you this is their behavior that you're trying to stop or trying to change the dynamic of that relationship taking time for yourself so maybe doing a little nurture you know again tying it back to gin path so nurturing yourself taking some time for yourself taking some time and spending it with the supportive people that you have in your life, your loved ones. And they also recommend talking about it. This goes back to not keeping this to yourself because that's what leads to shame and stigma and isolation. And when you get to that point, that can start to get a little bit dangerous. And so they talk about sharing this information and what you're experiencing with a trusted person in your life. So that wraps up gray rocking and I just think gray rocking is it's kind of a funny word you know but it makes sense it is what it is it's becoming a gray rock and becoming as uninteresting as you possibly can to an abuser so like I said I referenced you know kind of throughout today and early on to kick this episode off that I love hearing from you I love hearing from listeners of the Drinking With Gin podcast. I just love hearing from you. So if you have an idea to share or a story to share, please reach out, DM me on Instagram because I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear your story. I'd love to hear your idea. I'd love to hear if there's something that you want to know more about that you would love for me to do an episode on. That's what some of these episodes have been inspired by recently and i'd like to do more of that so until next time gem shine bright and let's get growing oh you gems thank you for listening and tuning in to drinking with gin i have enjoyed connecting with you and if you loved this episode i need you to please go subscribe rate and leave a review for Drinking With Gin. And then to stay connected with me, head over to my Instagram. My handle is Ginny I can't wait to chat again with you gems next week.